Good morning, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I greet you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I am Taban Sahaichu, and today I will be bringing you uh, the Word of God uh, coming from the book of Philippians, chapter 2, uh, verse 13, which I truly, truly love. And I read as follows, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to act according to his good purpose. I find this verse to be very, very profound, very, very powerful, speaking to the works which are already in us, uh, both to his will and for us to act according to his good purpose. I really, really love this word. And I think it's very, very powerful for such a time as this, where this message is actually um, really uh, focused on our women in the church and our women of God, our aunties, our grandmas, our sisters, our daughters, just to remind you to understand that it is God who works in us. It is the God of glory that creates uh, the work in us, has pre predestined it for us to carry forth while we are here roaming the earth but before i go into that to that verse i just want to remind you uh who jesus says you are we have to be reminded that our identity above all else is found in christ jesus we as women we know that we are created in the image of god but we also have to remind ourselves continuously by reading the word by meditating on the word, by studying the word, to really, really understand and know that our identity is not found in the world. It's not found on external uh, uh, resources or sources. Uh, it's, It's rooted in Christ Jesus. It is found in him. So it's important for us to grab a hold of that truth so that we remain rooted, we remain grounded and not shaken, not confused, not left wandering in the wilderness, but understanding and knowing what God says. First and foremost, I'd like to remind you to always know that you are a new creation. The Bible verse found in 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, But Christ calls us new creations, right? It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. When you've been resurrected in Christ Jesus, the old you has died. The old you is done away with. Everything that was to do with you before you grabbed a hold of the gift of salvation, which is Christ Jesus, has passed away and the new has come because now you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You have been resurrected with the resurrection himself, which is our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. And with this truth in mind, uh, ladies, I'd like to remind you that it is time that you continuously say to yourself, believe it in your heart, appropriate it by faith to know that You are a new creation in Christ. And there are some pointers I want to mention today, which will, I believe, will help us tremendously as women um, in in remaining rooted in Christ and not being swayed by the lies of this world and not being confused by that which we are exposed to, but to keeping our mind sober and keeping our heart positioned in the way that God desires. The word of God is the truth. 
the spirit of god is truth the holy spirit is the spirit of revelation he is the spirit of wisdom but we have to set time aside i cannot stress this enough ladies i want to encourage you set the time aside even if you start with 5 minutes a day you will in, it will it will go in increments as you go along but we have to be intentional we have to set time aside as much as we set time aside for shopping watching netflix and spending time with our families which is all great and well we have to get into the habit of setting time aside to 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 be in the presence of god to fellowship with the holy spirit and the best way to start is to grab that bible we have to read the word of god we have to read the bible for ourselves so that god is able to minister in our hearts he's able to renew our minds he's able to refresh our spirits so that we can move from a place of power from a place of a sound mind from a place of self control from a place of peace that surpasses all understanding from a place of joy and gladness that the holy spirit grants us from a place of having faith from a place of truly being content one truth i want to remind you about that you have to if you can please just grab your pen right there and your notepad and take some notes as we go along but i like to encourage you to know and understand and say this to yourself even if you're looking in the mirror it's all right you know tell yourself every morning or every evening or whenever you get a moment you tell yourself that i am forever loved because that is the truth and i'll tell you why is the truth because the bible says so romans 8 from 38 to 39 says and i am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from the love of god neither death nor life neither angels nor demons neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow not even the powers of hell can separate us from god's love no power in the sky above or in the earth below indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of god that is revealed in christ jesus our lord when christ jesus is lord over your life nothing can ever separate us from god's love the bible says so it's not me saying that it is the bible says so and when we speak about christ jesus he is one whose kingdom has no end So you will always eternally forever be loved by God and nothing will ever separate you from the love of God no angels will do that no demons will do that no 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 death no life not even powers of hell can separate you from God's love no power in the sky above or or in the earth below when you are resurrected in Christ Jesus God created us from a place of love he is love himself he breathed his holy spirit in the nostrils of adam he knew that this time would come he knew that christ jesus would have had to pay the price the ultimate price bear the ultimate sacrifice for my salvation and yours so that we may be reconciled to god it is love this very love that had god's heart move to give his only begotten son to to be the atonement to redeem us of the second death eternal condemnation you are loved and you will ever you will forever be loved so you tell yourself every day i am forever loved and you speak what the word of god says you don't have to worry about grasping it mentally you speak to your spirit man you speak to the spirit of god that is inside of you you feed it the truth 
of the word of God. You feed it. The word of God for it is alive and it is active. What your spirit man holds and as you feed your spirit man by the power of the Holy Spirit, automatically the flesh will follow. Point number two, you need to tell yourself that when I am weak, God makes me strong. Because Psalm 18.32 says, God ups me with strength and he, he makes my way perfect. At that point when you're feeling vulnerable, when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling weak, when you're feeling discouraged, when you're feeling overwhelmed, we all go through that at some point in our lives. But thank God for God. For we can boldly say when I am weak, God makes me strong because it is him who will arm you with with strength another verse says i can do all things through christ jesus who strengthens me greater is he that is in me than the one that's in the world we operate from a kingdom that is governed by power and not only by talk and that is the kingdom of god the god of israel the god of Abraham and the God of Jacob, one who was, who is, and is to come, the Alpha and the Omega, who knows the end from the beginning. We're talking about Yahweh, the one and only true living God, who is God all by himself. Beside him, there is no other God. There never was, there never, there isn't right now, and there never will be. Point number two, number three, I'd like to challenge you to speak over your life to speak to yourself is to say i recognize lord that i am a sinner but god says i am forgiven first john 2 12 says i am writing to you who are god's children because your sins have been forgiven through jesus the enemy is the accuser of the brethren he loves nothing more than to come and remind us of our past even when you are a new creation not everything is going to be like on holiday mode and it's going to be perfect no if anything trials and tribulations are going to come our way but christ jesus told us do not be afraid and do not fear for i have overcome the world the devil will never stop coming after the children of god because you are a threat when you move with God. You are a threat when you have the Holy Spirit. You are a threat when Lord Jesus Christ is Lord over your life. But you tell yourself that, God, I do recognize that I was born. Even the Bible says, the psalmist King David says, in my mother's womb I was already a sinner. But you have been forgiven. That's why God is able to tell us, forgive others just as, that's why Christ Jesus told us to forgive others just as God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven us. Because we are God's children, your sins have been forgiven. You have to appropriate the truth. Because the word of God is truth. Satan loves to keep us in bondage by reminding us of the sins of the past, the wrongdoings that we have done, our transgressions and our iniquities. But the God of glory says, I have set you free from whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. You go on again and to remind yourself as you wake or as you are driving, as you are at work or whatever the situation you may be in. Point number four, to say that, Yes, I was abandoned, but God says I am adopted. My sisters, I want to tell you today, Ephesians 1.5 says, God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. 
It was from a place of love and a place of pleasure where God adopted us into his own family. We've all been called into the household of God through Christ Jesus. Whomever, whomsoever, whomsoever believes in his heart and confesses with his mouth that Christ Jesus is Lord shall be saved. Whether you are male or female, Jew or Gentile, God doesn't care because God is spirit. And the minute you have, you have, you have made Christ Lord and Savior over your life, the spirit in you will attest to say that Jesus is Lord. And that is what the book of John teaches us. You therefore, when your spirit attests and says, yes, Lord Jesus, you are Lord over my life. You are the son of God. You died for our sins on, the, on, the, on, on Calvary. You were risen after three days. You are now seated uh, in heavenly places on the right hand side of the father. You've given us your Holy Spirit and you've entrusted us to carry on with God's great commission to disciple others and to lead them back to the throne of grace. When your spirit can attest to that truth then you know like you know like you know that you have been adopted into the kingdom's family through Christ Jesus because nobody can get through the Father except through Christ Jesus. And that gave God great pleasure. It's a pleasure for God to have you in fellowship with His Holy Spirit. For you to come into His presence, it gives God great pleasure. Another point is you tell yourself, my sister, that I say I am broken, but hey, God says he makes me whole. Oh yes, he's a God who is complete. Our God is not half anything. He's a whole God and more. You tell yourself, remind yourself of what the word of God says in Colossians 2.10 when he says, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you have Christ Jesus as the author and finisher of your faith, as the way, the truth, and the life, you are complete in him, through him, by him, and for him. For you are in fellowship with his Holy Spirit. You are one with him. And the beauty about that is Christ Jesus tells us, if you abide in me, you abide in the Father because me and the Father are one. So beautiful. So that is why the Bible tells us that we are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places where Christ Jesus is and there you are. That's why it's so imperative for us to be obedient, for us to yield unto, unto the Holy Spirit so God's kingdom can come on earth and for things to start operating, start happening according to his will right here on the earth your kingdom come so that he so that your will may be done lord on earth as it is in heaven that is my job and yours another point is you remind yourself to say i have been rejected but god says i am his isaiah 43 1 do not fear i have redeemed you i have summoned you you are mine you belong to god he has redeemed you and he has summoned you for such a time as this. Remind yourself that no matter what the world says about you, no matter what the world thinks about you, their opinion is irrelevant. We should be interested to know what God thinks of us. We are his after all. When you die, you're not going to be absorbed by the world. Yeah, your body's going to stay here from unto dust you shall return and unto dust we created. 
but your spirit is going to go back to its owner. And nobody in this earth, below or above or in between, owns the spirit that is inside of you. That is the spirit given unto you by God himself. And it shall return unto him and you will always be his. But it's up to us to make sure, to make sure that whatever is called to do through us, we have to be obedient to. Another point, when you say, I am hopeless, my sister, know that God says because of him, you are hopeful. For, for 29, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for warfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. But where does the hope rise? We have Christ Jesus who is the hope of glory. The Christ in you is the hope of glory. That will never change. You put Christ as your Lord and Savior. You make him center of everything that you do. You put him before everything that you do. You surround yourself with his presence and you have a future in him and a hope in him. That is why God tells us cover to cover to put our trust in him and not on mortal man, but in him. He knows what tomorrow holds. He is the one that can make a way where there is no way. He is a God who parted the Red Sea. He is a God who can make sure that the Egyptians that you see today, you shall see no more. He is a God that can shed a light upon anything and everything that you can possibly ever imagine. He is a God. He doesn't know how to fail. He is an all-powerful God. He is a God who is true, who is alive and who is all about the business of ensuring that his children get reconciled back unto him. He doesn't want for anyone to perish, the Bible says. That is why he's slow to anger. That is why he's so patient with us, because it is his wish, it is his desire to have us back unto himself, because he has said he has redeemed you. He has said that you are his. He has said that he has summoned you by name. And therefore, he wants all his children back to the kingdom of of God back to the throne of grace. You might say, I am purposeless, but God says, I was created with purpose. Esther 4.14 says, perhaps this is the moment for which you've been created. My sister, I want to encourage you right now. Nothing happens but by chance in the kingdom of God. Everything, everything, God knows. There's nothing that happens under the sun. That comes as a surprise to God. Every moment of your life that is happening, God saw it. He had foresight on that. He knew it was coming. If you are faced with a challenge, if you are faced with heartache, if you are faced with pain, if you are faced with a challenge, a a hardship, whatever it it may be, God is not surprised by that. But there's always a greater purpose behind pain. Behind every challenge, every obstacle, every setback there is always a greater purpose purpose and you'll find that this purpose is not even to do with you but more so to do about the others that are around you or those that you are going to meet you know there are those people who experience so much hardships in their lives only to find that they get to, to, to discover that hold on my pain my story my failure and all of that was not really about me it was for me to be built up again 
come out of it victorious in Christ Jesus for we are more than conquerors more than conquerors in him and for me to go out and tell others about the wonders of God to proclaim the good news to tell others about the goodness of God his faithfulness his compassion his love and the list goes on his mercy so to remind you again my sister a point that you have to speak to intentionally unto yourself and over your life is to say I say I am lost but God says he gives me direction. Oh yes. Isaiah 30:21 says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. That's why we have to be led by the spirit of God, the apostle Paul says. We have to be yielded and humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God so that we are able to hear clearly the small still voice of his holy spirit as he guides us as he leads us as he shows us in the way we should go. In that way it would be impossible for us to or even when we turn to the left or to the right we will still be hearing him telling us this is the way walk in it. Let's move from a place of obedience sisters. so that God is able to guide us so that we may move according to his will and be aligned to that which he wants to do in us and through us you may say i am afraid but god says i am powerful loved and have a sound mind oh this is one of my favorite favorite verses of all time actually i love all the verses in the bible 2 timothy 1:7 says for god has not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind that's it fear doesn't it cannot coexist with faith you cannot have both fear and faith living in one house you will have the one or the other but when you move and you are governed by the holy spirit who is inside of you he will empower you you will know that you are loved and you will move having a sound mind You may say I am nothing special but God says You tell yourself that I am fearfully and wonderfully made Psalm 139:14 says I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are wonderful and I know that full well How do you know that full well because the spirit of God in you attests to the truth of what the word of God says about you Nothing and no one can ever change the truth and nobody is going to change what the word of God says. That's why the enemy is always forever twisting verses and bringing in uh, false prophets and false teachings and all that noise philosophical nonsense that doesn't make sense because he wants to rip us away from the truth. And truth is a weapon, my sister. Let me remind you, it's one of the six pieces that make up the full armor of God found in Ephesians 6:10. the belt of truth the bible tells us to tighten the belt of truth and that is the spirit we move from you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that your spirit will confirm it in you and you will see it you will know it you will feel it and you will never doubt it again last point i want to raise you may say i am worthless but god says jesus died died because you were worth it. Oh yeah, you were worth Christ Jesus going up onto Calvary and dying such a gruesome, devastating death. It was the love of God that drove him to the Calvary, that drove him to the point of death. But God, but Jesus himself also had to be obedient even to the point of death. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever, that includes you and me, my sister, believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John 3, 16. So, what does the God of glory tell us about who we are as women in Christ Jesus? He reminds us that we are new creations. You are to remember on a day-to-day basis that you are forever loved. That when you are weak, God will make you strong. My sister, be reminded that although we might be born as sinners, God has forgiven us. Know that you might feel that you might be abandoned, but you have been adopted. You might have been broken, but God makes you whole. You might have been rejected, but you are His. You might have been feeling hopeless, but now you are hopeful. You might have feel like you don't have a purpose, but now God confirms that, hey, I created you for a purpose. You might have been feeling lost, but the God of glory gives you direction. You may be afraid, but you are powerful, you are loved, and you have a sound mind. You may say that I'm nothing special, but to God, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You may say I'm worthless, but you are so worth it that the God of glory gave his only son, our Lord Jesus Christ, a whole God himself, to die for my sin and yours. Now, I don't know what greater love is there, but for him to come all the way from his majestic place in the heavenly places in the the throne of grace and to be fully man and fully God just so that you and I can be reconciled and reunited back to our Father. That is the pure love of God, which He commands us when He says you are to love your God with your mind, body, soul, and spirit. And then the second command says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Speaking again to God being the center of everything that we do. I'd like to remind you that God has placed inside of you Whatever it is that God has placed inside of you, it is not even for you, but it is for his purpose. We need to be reminded that the will of the Father is being worked out in us and through us because he's put in the good works inside of us for his purpose and for his pleasure. But you are able to tap into that once you understand who you are in Christ Jesus and recognize that you are not—you are just not here for some random reason. You are here because God wants you to be here. You wake up every morning because you still have something for him to do. Let us plug into the Holy Spirit. If you are not sure what your purpose is, ask. Ask. We have not because we ask not, the Bible says. Ask the Father if if it's wisdom that you are looking for. Ask the Father, the book of James says, and he shall generously give it unto you. These beautiful gifts that God has put inside of us, my sister, that I would like to remind you of. We have to stay true to what the verses and what the word of God says. You do have a gift and you do have a talent. And it was placed there inside of you for the glorification of God. For us to be of service to his kingdom and to his people. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Let me tell you, that gift or that talent inside of you, you might not have used it yet. But God hasn't changed his mind about the purpose that he has upon your life. He hasn't changed his mind about what he wants to do through those gifts and talents in your life for the benefit and for the greater purpose of the church. 
for every good and perfect gift oh it is perfect you might be doubting that oh no but i might not have the capacity oh no but i'm not educated enough oh no but i don't have enough money i don't have this i don't have i don't i don't i don't i don't i don't the gift is good and the gift is perfect and it comes from the father up in heaven so you don't need anything extra on that you need only release the gift partner with god partner with the holy spirit partner with jesus and allow him to work inside of you and through you as you make manifest the gift and the talents that is put already inside of you they will be good because nothing evil comes from god because he is a good god they will be perfect because they are going to be perfected as the holy spirit works in you and through you let me remind you my sister this morning on 1st corinthians 12:56 that there are different kinds of service but the same lord There are different kinds of working but in all of them and in everyone it is the same God at work. So you are created in the identity of Christ Jesus having been born again into this new creation. With it comes gifts and talents which we need to use for the kingdom of God for his glorification in whatever way or form as the spirit leads. They are coming from the same God, one baptism, one Lord one god it is therefore important for us as first peter 4:10-11 says that each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of god's grace in its various forms if anyone speaks they should do so as one who speaks the very words of god if anyone serves they should do so with the strength god provides so that in all things god may be praised through jesus christ to him be the glory and the power forever and ever amen the, the bible says that gift whatever gift he says so it is not your business to look to the left to the right to see what other sister is doing in whatever gifting that she has you use whatever that gift is that god has pushed in put, put inside of you that you have received to serve others and there's no such thing as a greater gift and an insignificant gift all the gifts are important to god because they are coming from the same spirit and they are there to service different purposes whatever it is that you feel god has gifted you in you will know that if you are not sure you can ask him for him to confirm what that is they are so that they are being gifted unto us for his glory and for his for his church let me remind you that you are the light of the world you are a town built on a hill which cannot be hidden neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven now why would why is that so important is because as Matthew 5:14-16 which reminds us that you are the light of the world our father is light we are the salt of the earth as the bible also reminds us It is important to let that light which comes from our father which is given to us by the holy spirit to shine before others and everywhere we go because we carry the kingdom inside of us so that people may see your good deeds 
But guess who gets the glory? It's our Father in heaven who gets the glory because we understand that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father. And that whatever it is that comes from the Father that we have received, it is for us to use to serve others so that the glory goes back to the Father. Because everything comes from above, that which is good, that which is perfect. And He is the one that works His will and commands us to act so that we can achieve the purpose for our lives. It's very important for us to fully recognize and understand and use what the God of glory has given us. But for us to do that, it's going to take some action. This is where my sister would like to encourage you. There comes a point as you journey with Christ Jesus where you have been drinking spiritual milk, as the word of God says. You've been fed spiritual milk. There comes a point where you have to eat solid food. It's, there comes a point where you have to break the umbilical cord. We have to break the umbilical cord from our leaders, from our, 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 our elders, our, 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 our deacons, etc. I'm not saying don't listen to the teachings and preaching that coming from them. No, what I'm saying is you need to grab a hold of the independence of you making the time to sort after God's face for yourself. Seek thee first the kingdom of God and righteousness and everything shall be ended unto you. Not via, you know, the deacon, not via the preacher. You do the work. You spend the time in the word. You spend the time in prayer. You spend the time in worship. You fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You then, when what you are being taught, you have to let it sink into your spirit, but you have to set a time aside to study the book of life. In the book of Joshua, it says, be sure that this book does not depart from your mouth. And we ought to do exactly what it tells us to do. There comes a point where you have to, to break the, 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 the dependence upon our preachers and teachers to feed us and feed us and feed us and feed us. But we don't get to a point where we grow spiritually. And that church won't, won't take the responsibility of you growing and maturing in Christ because you have a personal relationship with him and he is where you are. Wherever, wherever you are, God is omniscient, omnipotent omnipresent it's your responsibility to take the action to make the time to read up on god's word to meditate on god's word eating solid food getting the understanding and the hidden treasures of of the kingdom of god getting into the hidden manner that's your responsibility and not the pastor's responsibility we need to graduate from being fed milk sunday to sunday to sunday to sunday to to taking the time to start chewing on solid spiritual food. How are you going to do that if you don't spend time with the source? If you don't plug into God, how are you going to know the spirit of God and what the spirit of God wants? For who knows the spirit of man except the man himself? Same thing. The Holy Spirit knows the spirit of God because it is God, the Holy Spirit. So how do we expect to grow spiritually, to mature spiritually, if we are not going to spend the time with God? to plug in to God, to be rooted in God, to live our lives, making him the center of everything that we do. I believe that that's when we can fully operate in our giftings and in our talents that the same God has put inside of us. But how are we to know how he wants us to direct the gifts and where to operate and how to operate if we don't plug into the source? 
It's time that we break the umbilical cord. The dependency has to go. We have to take charge of our spiritual welfare and spiritual lives. As God has commanded us to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is here for that. And I'll tell you why. Because when we plug into God, it's got, He's going to be able to direct our focus and direct our thoughts and direct our abilities according to His purpose which He already has in our lives. We come to church, my sisters, to get fed, right? But it's up to us to go out of the church and to feed others. But more so than anything else, we also have to spend time with God to make sure that our soil is fertile. Now, that is the condition of your heart. It must be receptive. It must be teachable. It must be obedient. must be able to be available and be guided. We look to Jesus because he is the one who will continuously be able to refill us of his Holy Spirit. How are we going to get refilled and refreshed spiritually if we don't plug into Jesus, if we don't plug into the source, if we don't get to the God of glory, if we don't spend time entering his gates with humility in our hearts, with thanksgiving and supplication and making our requests and petitions known unto God. How are we going to know and to be able to spiritually discern what the will of the Father is for our lives if we don't spend time with him? There's a lot of distractions in the times that we live in, but that is not to say you cannot make time. God gives us the freedom to choose. He's given us free will. What you do with that time between between deciding to watch Netflix or going out or whatever the issue may be, it's entirely up to you. That's why salvation is a gift for whomsoever believes that the Son of God, Christ Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, is indeed the Son of God and that He died and He resurrected. Whomsoever believes that truth shall be saved provided they they'll confess it with their mouths and believe it in their hearts. Christ is for everybody, whomsoever. That's everyone across all racial lines, across all ethnicities, all the nations. Matthew 28, 16, 20 says, Go therefore and baptize all the nations of the earth, all the nations of the earth, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he says, I shall be with you. He is God, Emmanuel. Until the end of age, his kingdom has no end. It's very important that we stay plugged in. You know why I love so much about staying plugged into God? And I don't know if, 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 if you read through the Bible, you, I'm sure you've, you've come across this, where it was very noted by his disciples that each time God, Christ Jesus goes away, he would step away from them a bit and go into his secret place. Even the Bible says, go into your secret room and pray unto the Father. That's privately right who sees what you do in secret and he will reward you publicly we have to take the time to plug into god christ himself a whole god would go and pray move away from his disciples or from the masses find a spot somewhere where he can actually connect he can plug in get refilled right get refilled get into the presence of god the source of life itself and it's interesting that it would be noted that when he came back from prayer he would come back moving with power. That's where you get refilled spiritually. That's where you gain your power. You download <laughs> the will of the Father, His purpose, what He wants done. 
that you walk with power for that is the spirit that's been given us given unto us not of timidity but of power we lack power in the spiritual things of god because we don't spend time with the all powerful god who can impart that same power which his holy spirit moves with because it is the spirit of god itself an extension co-equal to the god of glory god the father god the son god the holy spirit in its all capacity with a different function but exactly god we need to remain plugged into god my sisters because we are going to get the boldness that we need as we enter into this new chapter it is a brand new day let me tell you that it's a brand new day as we move into this next chapter that god has laid before us for our ministry our women ministry our ministries at home our ministries in our, in our marriages our ministries in our communities wherever we may be in our workplaces you're going to require boldness and boldness can only come from the spirit of god because satan is an advocate of fear so he will not give you boldness right but god's spirit does that christ had the boldness to face the calvary and go through with it there was a boldness about it because he had been baptized by the holy spirit Acts 4:31 says and when they had prayed the place in which they were gathered together was shaken oh i love that and they were all filled 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 they like you would fill water in a cup they were all filled with the holy spirit and continued to speak the word of god with boldness you may be sitting there and, and listening to this right now and be thinking i don't feel that i'm called for this i don't think i'm equipped for this i don't think i know what i'm going to say to the people but you know the desire is inside of you you know there's a burning desire inside of you and god has been knocking christ has been knocking on the door saying it's time let's go it's time let's go but when you receive the holy spirit you will move in boldness you will be okay to stand before people and share the word of god you'll be okay to stand before your neighbors whether it's in church whether it may be wherever it may be but even more so in the household of god and to the people who belong to the same faith you'll be able to stand there and boldly proclaim the word of god boldly boldly proclaim the good news speaking the truth operating from a spirit of wisdom and operating from a spirit of of, of revelation But here's what I love about it. If you backtrack to the first sentence of the the the, the chapter it says, "And when they had prayed." Again, speaking to now you know who you are in Christ Jesus. You need to move in that pathway. Stay prayed up. Pray without ceasing on all circumstances, the Bible tells us, continuously. When they had prayed. Now, after they had prayed it means <laughs> in that place where they were gathered together it was shaken the presence of god right there and then the infilling of the holy spirit happened and then the boldness kicked in because the whole, the spirit of god is not timid it's bold and what i love so much about the fact about us being plugged into god is we're going to move from a place of power the holy spirit gives us power acts 1:8 says but you will receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria judea sorry and samaria and to the ends of the earth my sister let me just encourage you real quick as you stay prayed up and you plug into the to the god of glory into our lord and savior christ jesus you will receive power you will receive boldness 
and you also receive truth john 14:17 says even the spirit of truth whom the lord cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you you will move from a place of truth you will have no tolerance whatsoever of lies because the devil the devil we know that he is the father of lies the book of john says and christ says i'm the truth and his spirit is going to be the spirit of truth which is the holy spirit when you plug into god you plug into his holy spirit whom the bible says is our teacher and our helper and our advocate and our comforter john 14:26 says but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name oh he's already here he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that i have said to you now what i love about the holy spirit is that we understand that all scripture is god breathed all scripture is god breathed in the beginning we know that there was god god was the word and the word was god and then as you read further down where he says let us create men in our own image speaking to himself christ jesus and the holy spirit he was there during the beginning of times he will be able to teach us all things he was there before the foundation of the earth and bring all things into remembrance because the the bible was written through the inspiration of the holy spirit every single book of the 66 books of the bible is god breathed god inspired why would he be able to bring things to remembrance when you carry the holy spirit you literally carry the bible inside of you but you have to feed yourself with the word the power of life and death is in the tongue you have to speak and proclaim and declare the word of god as you speak it it goes forth to accomplish that for which it's been sent and it does not does not you must power this by faith though does not return to god by faith by 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 it does not return to god void when god commands his angels to do his bidding when he speaks his word when he said let there be on all the six accounts let there be and so it was the bible would say when he was creating all creation he spoke a command and it's interesting that oh, the earth as it is and everything around it including you and me we standing because of the command god put forth the only time really where god got busy and put effort was when he created us with his hands but before then he spoke everything into creation he commanded everything into creation the power of words because the word of god only the word of god is alive and it is active so when he spoke it it started breathing life into what was darkness and it gave life to what was darkness and it gave creation to what was no creation because it's an active word it's alive and it's active oh i love god and then we move into our other point stay into god because you are literally plugged into the spirit who gives life john 6:63 says it is the spirit who gives life the flesh is of no help at all do not depend on your flesh the words that i have spoken to you are spirit and life we have to plug into the god of glory we have to remain rooted in god praying meditating studying the word of god spending time in fellowshiping with the holy spirit so we are encouraged we are built up
We move from a place of boldness, from a place of power. We operate from the spirit of truth, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, the spirit that knows all things. He is our teacher. He will bring everything into remembrance. He is our helper. He will walk with us. He will go before us. He will train us in the things of God. He will capacitate us in the things of God. He will help us. He will comfort us. He will advocate for us. He will give us life. We shall be like trees planted along the streams that always bear fruit in and out of season. You will never not bear fruit because you are, you are, you are gathering life from life itself, from the source of life itself. We have, my sisters, to look unto Jesus for his Holy Spirit to train us in all our giftings, to direct us in all of, our, all of our giftings, to guide us in all of our giftings by filling us up continuously, day after day, minute after minute with himself. We have to drink up from the well of life. We have to drink up the water, the living waters, the living waters from the well, the well being Christ Jesus, the waters being the Holy Spirit. He's the only one that will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire, the Bible says. We have to plug into Christ Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way that we are going to accomplish that which God has bestowed upon my life and yours. We are not designed to do life outside of the will of God. We are not designed to do life outside of the guidance and the help of the Holy Spirit. We are always in communion with God. We don't only take communion when we are at church on a Sunday, but we are on a daily communion with God. We have to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We have to stay plugged in with the God of glory so that we are able to discern his good and perfect will for our lives and for the glorification of our God who who resides in heavenly places. Yes, we can have our reverend souls and our, our, our deacons and our leaders teach and preach and show us the way, but it is up to us to walk the path. You have to walk physically, walk in that path. And God has given us the tools. He's given us the guidance. We start first with the book. Start first with the Bible, which is the word that, 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 that God has given us, a love letter that is written unto us. And then he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us discern and understand and unpack and get to the revelation point of what his word is saying about that which we ought to do. The Holy Spirit will help us through that. He wrote the Bible. He is best to interpret and help us understand what the Bible says, but we have to make the time. We have to make the time to do that. So in joining and being a part of the women ministry, we are coming into the presence of God. We are going to be gathered as the women of God, making Christ Jesus the center of the ministry. That's going to be powered by God himself. That's going to be driven by God himself and it's going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we are going to get ourselves equipped. We are going to support one another. We are going to be be learning from one another. We're going to be growing together. We are going to heal together. We're going to be, be, be allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us in the way that he should, we should go and to lead us to move in accordance to the predestined works that God has for us for the days to come. It is time, my sisters, and you were born for such a time as this, to make sure that you go back and understand and know that it is God who works in you both to will and to act according to his good purpose. So he is summoning us. He's called you by name. 
He's declared you as his. He loves you to the point of death. <laughs> you are not abandoned. You have been adopted. You are made whole. You are his. You can remain hopeful in him. You have a purpose. He's going to give you direction. He will empower you. You will not be fearful because you will have a spirit inside of you. He will give you the boldness that you need. He will give you every single thing that you need in order to work in the purpose that he designed you for. That he already has predestined for you to work in. Everything is in alignment. You need just jump and align yourself onto the path that the God of glory has already set before you. I know and I trust that when God has set an appointed time, he knows, you know, he is the one anyway who appoints. He is the one who establishes. He is the one who is built. The house of God or any house cannot, if it's built by our own strength, it's going to be done so in vain. But if it's built by him, it shall remain. Let me take this moment just to encourage you. Do not fear. Do not worry about who says what as you take up uh, this journey and you say yes and you answer yes to the call of God today. Do not worry about how people are going to look at you. People are going to talk all day long. But we are not here to entertain and do things that glorify men. We are here to do everything that glorifies the Father. We are here to observe that which the God of glory has placed before us and in, in, in our lives. And the beauty about it is that know that he will be with you to the end of age. He will never leave you nor forsake you. God is not going to set you up only to, to drop you. He's a God who is faithful. And he's a God who doesn't go against his word. He's not like men that he should change. He's not like men that he should lie. And the beauty about God, he's no respect of persons. What he can do with the one person or for the one person he can do for you. You need only believe it. And he will use you in a way that is only unique to you because he designed you that way when you came up and you take your you took your first breath unto the earth you already had a purpose waiting for you to fulfill so it's works that we just have to get one with and then we move from there but he will go before us he will bless us in our comings and goings he will surround us with his presence he will encamp his angels around you. He will surround your home and yourself with his consuming fire. And as I plead the blood of Jesus over you and your family members, know and understand that with God, all his promises are a yes and amen. And with that, I'd like to say, have yourself a blessed, blessed day further. And remember that the God of glory is for you. And if he's for you, there's no one who can be against you. May you remain blessed. May you remain prosperous. And for the rest of 2022, may you walk with power and the anointing for such a time as this.